0: Hey, everybody, I'm Jody Vance.
1: And I'm George Affleck.
0: It's time for Snow Magittan, Snow Bobblest, Snow Rama, Snow. That's fun. Snow Day, Dad. Two, two days, now. Snow days. Two oh my god how have they been for you oh quinn's
1: in there enjoying we the, got an email from the school saying here's a link to the things to do your some work at home and he's like oh, what what email what I, I don't have access to that i i don't know it's like it's got it's like because you know i remember in high school you go to snow you just you go tobogganing sledding
0: yeah school work no you no know. no no i yeah anyways so anyway, I mean it's, it's, fun. it's, it's you know, good fun beautiful. it's good fun for many A uh, good moment to point out that for many it's a big struggle because school takes care of the kids so that people can work for for right. jobs that they can't do from home also you know this weather impacts people who struggle with homelessness um mm-hmm. obviously that is a huge issue so when people see this and are like they're making fun of snow days it's harder we get it we get it two things can be true at the same time i do feel very grateful to have a roof over my head and, and warmth over the last couple of weeks never mind just the snow event um i mean i'm yeah. not used to minus 20 in vancouver
1: no you're and you're so right about you gotta be i mean sarah Blythe is posting some pretty horrific terribly scary photos of people in downtown east side living on the street buried in snow and it's terrible it's terrible and, and what do you do and yeah. We don't know what the city's been trying to do. Uh, she says nothing, but, you know, I don't think that's the case. I think that there are multiple organizations down there trying to help these people. And a lot of them just, no but yeah. of course there are people that are, because of their mental state, don't know what to do. And so it's just, but then, yeah. And then you've got, of course, the snowplow and the, uh, oh, the uh, uh, salting issue, which is always fun when it snows in Vancouver. If you live in the interior and you listen to this, you're like, oh, Vancouver, get over it. Um, Cause we don't prepare for snow because it's, such a huge infrastructure cost, capital expense to buy a whole bunch of equipment for, what, three maybe days, two four days, days, three days, a year, if that. It's really not a good investment of taxpayer dollars to put a ton of money in snow removal equipment. When Just stay home. just And to that and end, I'd like bus. to
0: say that people seem to have listened to that Oh, mm-hmm. yesterday and let's see today. I know we did in this house. Everybody went everywhere on foot. So yep. I tried. I tried to get rid of these emojis, George. I apologize to people watching this on YouTube or online. Hopefully most people
1: listen to us. so they don't I see don't know
0: me. how to turn those goddamn things off. I am so, oh <laughs> my God. Anyway, so to the point, however, Vancouver struggles mightily. Other jurisdictions have that infrastructure in place. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we all get a press release from some mayors telling us how great things are. Um, we see the mayor of Vancouver trying to get ahead of it. Uh, on his social media or somebody on on the social media is it's saying how you know prepared but then you know the the struggle is real for so many people and seeing buses lined up to get onto the Granville Street Bridge and people that count on transit and mm-hmm. now they can't get around and you Some know people have to go
1: to work people, you know you have yeah. the luxury of being able to work from home which is where I am right now and you can yeah. hear my audio is not great perhaps and I look kind of pasty because the snow's outside reflecting on my face so I look kind of Really pasty, I was going
0: to say, you look pasty. I also have TV makeup on because I'm going to do Stealing oh, Pets right so after you're, this. You're, so. you're
1: the reason. But you know, the what's interesting uh, this week, because there was a big announcement yesterday, a big report released. Oh, let's, let's deflect. Let's not talk about snow media. Let's talk about something else. What could that be? What would be a story that all media would probably switch to and mm. not cover the horrible work that uh, the snow nightmare that Vancouverites are living in? What would that be, Joey?
0: What would that be, George?
1: Gosh, I think it might be an important report. That's four months late, three months late. The big audit of the city of Vancouver came out yesterday.
0: In the city audit, what did we learn?
1: (laughs) Uh, I mean, I'm I'm glad to see it. I will say that. It's good to see stuff analyzed by, I think, a bunch of uh, accountants, which is great. Um, And some will argue that it's a very conservative report report because most accountants are kind of conservative um but it, it indicates clearly that the downloading by the provincial and federal government as you and i have talked about for as long and when i was in office this is what i was always arguing stop we gotta we gotta push back on this downloading I don't, and it was the bc liberals then and it's the ndp now and they're still doing it represents our biggest costs the taxpayers in vancouver the fact that we're doing the work that we're not supposed to do is having the biggest impact on the pay, people of this
0: city so, for example, of something that's being downloaded, just for people that maybe don't know,
1: mm-hmm. is what nurses. nurses. The the fact that the mayor, social services, a lot of those kinds of things, funding, a lot of these nonprofits, a lot of millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars, being spent to deal with homelessness and housing, housing being the biggest one for sure. That wasn't something the city used to do. Uh, The fact that they've, the short, uh, the rental program, the, the rental 100 is called, or at least it was called that, um, you know, where they subsidize, the city subsidized developers to build rent, market rental housing, something I always opposed, because I said, you know what, this, we're just moving the money around, rental housing was being built through stratification and we would benefit from the fees that we would get from that and that no longer, that's dried up because we underwrite rental housing and don't get the, you may argue, well, uh, condos don't get rented but they were my building i live in is 70 80 80 percent almost rental units that's it's stratified, stratified but so you know the way that decisions that were made under vision vancouver have their repercussions now and this council really i mean they're just telling us what we know uh will this council do anything about it and i doubt it because the mayor is pretty tight with the ndp
0: how do we dig out of this mess that we're in right because the politics of downloading and the mm-hmm. politics of wasn't on our watch like when you say it was vision vancouver it's the you know the current council uh, abc or it was the liberals bc liberals that were in power at the time Mm -hmm. and now it's the ndp like at some point we as individuals will have no one else to point a finger to to blame for what we've seen for a generation like because when we were growing up we've said this before on this very podcast when we were growing up while extremely expensive even then home ownership wasn't you know pie in the sky it's never happening for you unless you come mm-hmm. into generational money you could find a rental albeit it would be a you know 300 square foot studio apartment with a crappy kitchen and a avocado color bathroom okay like mm-hmm. i i've lived in some crappy rentals in my life and loved it you can't even find those now like wh- at what point does this Who's Break. going to
1: take responsibility, right? Who? And I think in this report, I've talked, it gave basically a thumbs up to the park board takeover by the city. So is that the solution? Uh, bigger, higher levels of governments just take over other governments to make it more efficient? Is that really the solution? Yes. Obviously, that's not the that authoritarian approach. While I kind of support the park board takeover because it's been so mismanaged for a long time, I've said that. Um, the concept, and I get it, the pushback on this a lot bigger levels of government taking over smaller levels and and it's already happening provincially they're taking over a lot of forcing the city to do housing uh against its own will in a way because of you know to to skip the whole public hearing process and force cities to build big um, so force. you know is this is this where we're heading where we'll have bigger is that the solution is that a good solution i think that the that what needs to happen and the report touches on this is roles and responsibilities and you shouldn't Stray from those, and I've always said that you have. It's very clear in the charter in Vancouver and in the Municipal Act what your role and your responsibility is as a municipal government, and the provincial, and the federal, and the park right. for that matter. Why are you straying into categories that you're not supposed to stray in? And and what hasn't happened? And it did happen. Like Derek Corgan pushed back on this in Burnaby. We've talked about that. What happened to him? He got booted out. Right. He, he pushed back on the housing file. not my job, not my job. He right. said that forever.
0: And that's why Burnaby has just done this with all of the people that have no place to go. They're like, go to Vancouver. It's exactly. right over there. All the infrastructure right exactly. over there. Exactly. Right? So you have
1: to be cohesive. You have to do it together. Yeah. You have yeah. to look at this it's just, all together. The shell
0: game right now is just seeing 100%. it all lump into Vancouver and it's it's breaking under the pressure of it, certainly. And the people who are dying under the pressure of it on top of that added in. you know the tainted drug supply the spiral is real but when we go back to just the housing piece just the simple piece of rental housing for people to live in it's going to take decades to build what what they're talking about right now like we're i'm sorry i know well the numbers you know it's a million dollars
1: a unit i mean and there's what how many hundred thousand units that we need to build for the the just the homeless people or, or just the housing core need people Here's what I would recommend to Kevin Falcon. who I feel like having and who's the, you know, BC United or any opposition leader is embrace, anyway, embrace this because NDP have not. They they're kind of dancing around this. They're talking about housing, but say it's time for the province to take back responsibility for this. It's time. We need to take responsibility for housing and we need to take responsibility for homelessness. We need to take responsibility for healthcare. Those are our jobs. We need to do it. I'm the leader of the whatever party, and I'm going to show you that it's going More to cost you money, but it's already costing you money. <laughs> because guess what? Look at this Vancouver report. And this is, you know, Kevin Falcon could say, or the conservative, anybody could say this, say, you're, you're paying this anyways. But Guess what? This is not yeah. working. It's not you can't. It's not working. Microstosis. And I, as a right. leader of uh, the provincial government, will go to the federal government and say, hey, dudes. And, and, and the NDP have kind of done this. Horgan kind of pressured the Liberals about this issue to say you've got to step up on the housing file. And the Liberals kind of have. But we're talking, yeah, you're right. We're talking billions and billions and billions, if not a trillion dollars, uh, to
0: deal with a, just the housing file. Just the housing file. So now there's on the federal level, because it's been pushed up out of municipal into provincial and pushed back onto the uh, desk of Mark Miller... Minister Mark Miller, about immigration and um, the temporary foreign visas for students. And perhaps there needs to be a cap on international students coming to Canada because those students come to our institution. The government doesn't see a piece of that because it goes to UBC or McGill or like fill in the blank, whatever. Um, And it's three times more expensive for an international student to tuition um, and then the the higher education um, institution doesn't have to be responsible for where that student lives so it's like we're bringing in more people who don't end up staying here so I'm not I'm not advocating for or against anything I'm laying out the groundwork of this story and I actually was sitting with a group of teenagers who are about to be in the mix into that like within the next 18 months these four five six kids that were around my table a couple nights ago um, I just laid it out. I'm like, "What do you guys think?" And it was it was interesting, you know, to to hear them not want to just. They said it would be unfair to say that that issue is what's causing things. And then they brought up Airbnb and that they're really quite educated on this. Beware, because they're going to be voting very soon as well. Yeah, to those who are yeah. running for right, yeah. but they sat and and talked politics for like two and a half hours at the dinner table. I was proud and shocked um but but fascinatingly um they came to the conclusion that there is no one big swooping answer for Mm -hmm. sure but imagine the number i don't know what the number is how okay sorry about the emoji that just had i got i talk with my hands i don't know how many get those emojis as far as the bubble i've
1: never seen that one before it's
0: Uh, when i put a thumb up or i put a thumb down and then when i do it it doesn't work
1: yeah, exactly. It's it's counting you. It's hit and miss, George. It's just like me. It's hit and <laughs> which miss. Which is like policy, which many... is exactly what you're talking about. It's it's how do you develop policy that's consistent and right and and does does everything? And I think that's what they're asking. And that's what we all ask. But on the, on the file on the on the students, it's a tough one. Vancouver, Canada has a very, I think, pretty good immigration program where we base it on. It's a whole uh numbers game right you've got to tick off a whole bunch of boxes in order unlike America or you know we have you have to be really qualified and in in order to get past the whole process and the student visa program is um there's kind of there's there's also a two-year student program where if you're under 27 I think it is you can come in for two years um, fairly easy and it's for certain countries like Ireland and Australia that's why I see so many Irish people here so and um,
0: yeah
1: you know my daughter's in England on the same kind of thing right now like there's, right. It, there. So it's we're so I have friends
0: cool. who had their daughter go there for two years and then it ran out and she was like no I have a job and I'm in school and they're like nope your two years is up you have yeah. to go home now and when you go home you can reapply and you can come back but you can't stay
1: right yeah it was interesting exactly. so yeah but if we have I'm always worried and we've talked about this related to how, you know the the rental regulations and policies that are related to foreign, you know, whatever investors or immigrants. It's, it it kind of feeds into the racism. Uh, and I've said that, and I get yeah. pushed back on that. And I'm going. It just does. It makes people you building policy based on where you came from. And most people who yeah. come to Canada are not from England. They're
0: not. It white. makes people other. Right. Yeah, when you exactly. other, because people. Most of them it's are. like, we're uh, all other, by the way. If you're not First Nations or Indigenous, you're not from here.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, and so, and, but specifically to the policy that he's talking about, I think is, is you know, should there be a cap? I think is that on, on institutions That's that are funded by the provincial government? And that is yeah. a good question because there are, there's a school right across the street from here, downtown, underneath the Granville Bridge called Canada College, I think it's called, Pro- yeah. I think, 100% private all students from somewhere else and it's not English language school this is a school i actually had some resumes from the students and i was really impressed for my for a job i posted um yeah. and so it's 100% people you know foreign students who come here get their visa student visa and go to this school because it's very expensive um because it's hard to get into ubc for anybody you got to be It's hard to race. get into
0: ubc it's even harder to get into ubc for a local student because the international students pay three times as much and Yes. Are very smart and driven to get that spot. Like and it's get, not gone are the days where you be like, and ah, then I'll go to UBC. I know
1: I got my B I, minus average. I got into the SFU. <laughs> you never get it with a B nine minus. No, now, no, it's no. It goes back to what you said earlier, actually. And I, I think it's it's a you know regarding, you know, how do we do we put caps Eight. on this? Do we do we you know uh, you know when you when you create, I want to know what the real numbers and, and are. The, the fact that the universities has to do this because they don't get enough money from guess who the provincial government so if you're not going to fund the students or the schools like you don't fund the cities or the, the housing industry or that whatever industry like your province the federal government aren't doing they got to find money elsewhere and so now they've become universities have come become addicted just like cities right, to the money
0: addicted to community land immunity, transfer contributions yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah.
1: It, it, because of this downloading so it goes back to our earlier point is that the province is downloading to every level, even and we talked about this last week, my my elementary school that my kids went to and I had to be on the pack and all the money I had to raise to pay for basics. You're like, what happened? Right. What happened? What happened? Right. You know, it yeah. just seems like this report from City Hall, this this issue you bring up related to the, the universities, it all comes back to the fact that there's, there's too much downloading. Nobody wants to take responsibility. It's all being driven by private sector funding or, or investment from that is not potentially the way it should work. It's just, it's, we need to think about, I don't want to go backwards, but we have yeah. to go responsibility. People have to take, the governments have to take responsibility for their, for their roles and universities are the responsibility of the province. So the province is saying, we need to put caps on this. Hey, why don't you just fund the universities better before you start putting caps? Because what are the universities going to do? They're going to raise tuition fees to your kids or my kids who want to go there because they have to pay for it. So it just becomes, yeah. guess what? Our problem again.
0: Well Quebec just did that right they changed the um oh, yeah. the french you had to, you have to be fluent in french and out of province students tuition has gone up 50% mm-hmm. like out of province not even international students but just out, outside of quebec and if you don't speak fluent french you don't qualify like it's it there are things things are shifting and moving because the number of people well even in we can talk about health as well um, mm-hmm. with Adrian Dix on the show last week, and he was talking about how many new MSP uh, members, signups there were in the last year. It was like 300,000. I mean, there's only 5.25 million people in this province. To go up 300,000 in a year, that's putting stress on an already full to whatever 115% capacity pre-COVID. Our hospitals were overflowing. Before a once-in-a-generation pandemic, and mm-hmm. then, you know, great migration, and still we're talking about, you know, how many seats are in a nurse's college? Like it's just where there 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 feels like on one hand it sounds like there's urgency, and then on the other hand you're not seeing anything meaningfully change on the housing file on the on the. um horrifying uh, tainted drug supply file on how the stressed mm-hmm. out healthcare system, is. it's re- it really, for the purposes of unspun, feels like the spin machine is going really, really, really fast. And the accountability is very slow. And what you, one thing that you said really stood out for me there is, you know, governments need to stop trying to do the same thing that they know isn't working, but no government, especially in this current sort of temperature around politics, is really taking ownership for any mistakes like it's just we're just gonna bury that on a friday we'll just crisis yeah. communications the heck out of that or and we'll just turn just, the page into yeah or they're just know?
1: redoing like if you say oh the province is doing some great stuff with the housing file well what they're doing is they're just giving they're forcing municipalities to do things uh, that perhaps is not going to be you know particularly popular in certain neighborhoods or whatever or they're just kind of changing policies, at the end of the day, it's gonna cost you money to build housing.
0: Yeah, it costs the same, I wish, that's the point. Actually, well done, George, because that I think is the point for me, is I know it's gonna cost me as a taxpayer. I get that, let's get to it. No more more studies and reports and checks and whatever. You said this 248 podcasts ago, (laughs) we have city owned and provincial owned land Sitting empty, mm-hmm. build on them, build on them, build affordable housing on government-owned property. Well,
1: and that goes back, to, back to, full circle back to this. We started the conversation the housing, the report that came out about the city, the uh, the audit, and one of the things mm-hmm. they talked about was false Creek, South Falls Creek lands, which they, the previous council, which wasn't Vision, it was the other council, because actually Vision, when I was even when I was there, and the, the council I was on, and I was actually the uh, co-counselor on the committee to deal with Southeast Falls Creek, um, Southwest Falls Creek. Um, So that's
0: just on the other side when you're visioning. It's on the other side of Granville Bridge. Granville Island, right? Right. All of that green space over there. There's housing that that was built in the 70s and 80s Um, that was co-op and everything. And can you imagine the shit show that would happen for the people living on Fairview slopes if all of a sudden there were towers down there?
1: Well, I mean, we had that was the plan when I was there, and yeah. we had a whole process that we'd set in place to deal with the lease leases that were coming due. This right. new council, last the last council, said, eh, "Nah, let's just extend the leases." And so, what they did, in fact, uh, uh, even though we had a process in place to deal with these leaseholds, when after I left, they changed it. They gave them extended their leases. This is the billions and billions of dollars that now the city can't extract. They have to wait. They have to wait. Right. And that report talked about that in there. But it's funny you should mention that because next week on council they're talking about Jericho lands, which is exactly that. Right, Off the towers in front of a bunch of how, a bunch of
0: Richie Riches on the west side. Really Richie Riches up on that hill, up yes. on that hill. But you know what? The land is not city owned. Right?
1: No, it's, it's right? owned by three 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 nations are developing it. So
0: and that doesn't have to come into the view cone conversation, does it?
1: Not, no, well, there's no view cones over there, but they don't. But have just to worry terms about, yeah, the only thing they have to negotiate is is access to the uh, sewer, you know, the water, and and sewer,
0: water. Yeah,
1: yeah. right. So that's Can we talk
0: real quick? Uh, park board, mm-hmm. uh, Stanley Park, Moths. Oh yeah, uh,
1: they've asking for five million. I need to get a little extra cash to pay for this uh, thing that we created, this problem we created. So they're they're asking for an extra five million from the city, which therefore means for the taxpayers of Vancouver. their budget so to deal with this moth infestation it just it's horrible i
0: mean i'm telling you like i don't know when the last time you flew over stanley park but i had the opportunity Mm -hmm. to do that when i was on harbor air and when you see all of the dead trees in there there's no not doing it like these trees need to come out they they need to come out they need to come out before the moths hatch hatch again or we're going to have this problem all over the place yeah and even more so so it needs doing. So they're, mm. you know, and yeah, it is just yet another reason to look at the park board and say, "How did we get here? How did not taking care of our most beautiful, uh, I think, the the most beautiful be park a, in the country?" I think yeah. Trees would be a top priority for the park board. You uh, think? <laughs> I'm so disappointed. Honestly, I'm trying to have a little bit of grace here, but I'm so disappointed <laughs> that it was allowed to get as bad as it is. I know it's terrible. It's I mean, terrible. And the people that are fighting back to say, "You know, fighting for the park board, I understand your passion. Mm-hmm. I get it. I get it. And but if there was any way that it might have worked really at all in these last, I'm going to say fifteen years, because Stanley Park's broken, Kit's pool's broken. the The fountains are turned off. The waters water features in most every park are are turned off or crumbling. Um, you know, even the medians down the roads were overgrown for years. It's not working people. It's not working. So, um, cause some of those people who are fighting really hard to keep the park board in place are people I like and respect, but mm-hmm. it really is bouncing off me in a way. I'm like, Mm-mm, no, it's we nice need have- a new way. We need a new way to do this. It's not working. Our yeah. best things, see, now I'm getting riled up. But the best things about our city, um, are broken and mm-hmm. and somebody needs to take responsibility for that and we pay millions and millions of dollars to a group of people that that guard that money or guard like the fact that park board that. was about homelessness and truth and reconciliation and no the parks aren't working the trees mm-hmm. are dying and the pool is busted like what what the priority what? list right again roles and George. responsibilities
1: goes back to the Makes beginning me. we talked about roles and responsibilities what's your role what are your jobs yeah. get your what job should... done and then we can talk yeah. about everything else right if you can't do your job and you want to talk about the other thing then like okay well you know and those are sure. important issues you bring up That, of course those are important issues but okay yes let's fix the pool and then we'll talk about that later or can we talk about yeah, that i hope that simultaneously pool is fixed. if you if they were doing their job and they were blown away by the park board's amazing ability to manage the parks, then they could say, let's talk about reconciliation. Let's talk about how Sure.
0: Sure. 100% with your, with your extra time in the meetings. Sure. You but the, housing fact, honestly, the community center? Okay, let's talk. But first build a community center that in the, in the last yeah. 20 years, please. <laughs> please. For a generation, for a generation of people who will not have what we had. Mm-hmm. And, you know, tiles falling off the aquatic center. You know, things it's that endless. are literally falling on people.
1: The list is it's
0: long. long. I don't know. Will I ever swim in kid's Pool again in my lifetime? I don't know.
1: It's the ultimate with well, the broken windows concept, and that's of course a legitimate issue in Vancouver broken windows, yeah. which has it seems to slow down a bit. But the fact that if you don't take care of the little things, everything starts to fall apart. Everything uh, what, we're seeing it happen. Park board.
0: And I feel so in the name of taking responsibility for it, I definitely feel like I've not done enough because it's on my watch as somebody mm-hmm. who votes and cares and engages and like, I'm failing. I'm failing at getting the the things happening the way they should with common sense. Are it's you running like, for mayor? No. <laughs> Can you imagine how short my tenure would be in one council <laughs> meeting? Can you imagine? I would you throw my watching. coffee mug at somebody. I'd have like a steel and coffee mug <laughs> and I'd throw it across the room, you know. Um, Kelowna Airbnb rules. Tell me mm. what you know. Well, strict. they
1: brought in the strictest regulations beyond what the province required. I, I think, I'm I'm curious to see what happens. So, the, you know, obviously Kelowna, the tourist town, it's similar to, there are other places like this. Uh, I think uh, Palm Springs has pretty strict rules, surprisingly. They me. do. I just uh, found Hawaii, that out. Hawaii, I found out strict. how
0: strict... Do you want to know how strict Palm Springs is? You have to register with the city costs a thousand dollars a year Mm -hmm. and you have to pay tax on the money that you get from your rental. You have to be on property for the welcome and the goodbye. There's no remote Airbnb, anything like it is, it is hoopity hoop hoop hoopla.
1: And there's yeah. money to be made. So, hey, why not? Oh, for I mean, sure. It's, it's but if you do a longer
0: term rental, like if, even if you do a, a month long rental, I think it has to be more than two weeks. Okay. But if you do just even that, no problem. No fees, no anything. Oh, really? Okay. So,
1: Kelowna's doing this. I just think that I know that in my strata, we had stricter regulations in our strata than, uh, you know, we were following rules that we just decided after the city made some rules and we made our rules province came in with new regulations, and then we had to actually reverse our rules to make them comply to the provincial regulations. Otherwise, we would be put ourselves into a legal situation, mm-hmm. for owning a place, and you can't make me do this. The province said this. Then the province oversees the societies act, which is what and the and the, and the condo act, and so you can't do this to us. And so we had to reverse our very strict regulation on short-term rentals. Um, and so I'm curious to see. Uh, because I know there was a, there was a lot of people when the city of Vancouver brought in regulations that were dancing around uh, whether or not they could pursue this legally, but then the province came in and brought theirs, and the city kind of complied. But I think they would have probably been successful in saying that this goes beyond what you are permitted to do. And as we've talked about, cities and municipalities uh, serve at the pleasure of the province, and so the province makes the regulations; you just follow them. And right. you know, and so I would bet there's going to be a pushback. Um, through some kind of group, uh, you know, legal action against this regulations? Because it's it's, we're talking big money here in Kelowna. A lot of people renting their places there.
0: Oh, my gosh. I can tell you off the top of my head, I know five people who have uh, properties, secondary or uh, second and third properties that they purchase for investment purposes that they rent out in Kelowna through Airbnb. Like, And I'm I'm not an Airbnb user. I'm not an anti-Airbnb person. I just think there needs to be some some way to curtail the people that overdo it, like rent a place and then run it as an Airbnb. Because I actually have one friend who has multiple rentals that the landlords don't even know she's running an Airbnb out of. Right. And that's too far. That's a bridge too far for me.
1: It is. But as you and I age... And our kids get older and we have places that are very desirable and we want to travel why yeah. can't I you know I don't want to be able to be my place and then maybe I can rent it and make some money so that I can be somewhere else and rent that place so that's why those trading programs are going where you yeah trade, house
0: swap yeah house
1: swap which makes sense but you don't have, have friends that
0: have done that, done that as well yeah, yeah. so and trusted I, trusted house sitters trusted pet sitters trusted house sitters oh I one of those. Pet. Yeah,
1: They're also, really, they do. It's a
0: hundred. It's a hundred. I will 150 bucks uh, a year to be on the in, in the mix. And we use them when because when, uh, I've got the, the two dogs. Yeah. And, and at the time Fenway was a senior dog. So it's not like I'm shipping them off somewhere. He was right. in his teens. And uh, we had this great couple who travel all over the world. They li- literally have a co- cottage in Ontario that they spend you know two months in the summer at and then they they swap that out for other people and they travel all over the world just taking care of people's pets for free
1: oh my god that sounds awesome just
0: just for the use of their house so they came here it was 2018 that we did it because my stepdad and mom took us to hawaii all the family got to go to hawaii right. there was like nine of and us even your,
1: even your backups weren't available to take care of the pets right that's the thing no not for we all those somewhere here. just nobody right? to take care right
0: And these, this couple have their son, their adult son worked and lives here, but has a studio apartment. So not enough room for them. And they're like, oh my gosh, we could come for Christmas. And they were so great. And it ended up being a super rainy, rainy um, Christmas time. And they were so kind that they were even like, can we have our son over for dinner for Christmas? I'm like, of course you can. They're sending me pictures of my dogs having a great old time. Free. Free. That's great. Yeah. That's cool. Anyway. There's your we, trusted we digress, pet sitters. But, uh, yeah, we got to go. Mean, I
1: got to go play in the snow. I got to build a snowman. There's
0: not one. I, I, I got can... to go to work. I got to go. Um, uh, We're going to find you on your social media. George underscore Affleck. George underscore Affleck on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Jody Vance. Jody with a Y at Jody Vance on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm on TikTok. You're on TikTok. Um, it's hard yeah. work. It's hard work. It, it is. It's, it's a lot um yeah but be careful out there if you're driving around if you're if you have to dig out your car uh and you have all seasons on it don't figure us just don't wait mm-hmm. a couple days it'll be eight degrees and raining Ugh.
1: and oh and clean out your storm hard. drains i hate those I, hate that I know wait, so Vancouver. okay Vancouver. bye
0: bye george